Yeah, yeah, we're back. We record a podcast. My name is Will, and I'm here with David. That's me. Yeah, that's that's him. Um, so it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. Um, I mean, you guys wouldn't notice because you know we're on point and everything with our podcast, but sure. Um, I think one of the things we revealed a, a a little bit back was that we do record a couple episodes ahead. We did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's very few podcasts unless somebody does the podcasts for a living or it's like current events e- that even, actually don't record ahead of time. Yeah, even the professional ones still re- record ahead of time. Yeah. Also, like I I was listening to. Uh, I think it's the Movie Crush podcast, and like I guess they label their podcast by dates, so that way they know like <laughs> what what future date their podcast right. came from. That makes sense, which is kind of hilarious. Um, and I think we t- we talked about that earlier, and I was like, but we can't do that because we might actually just like shove episodes in between. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we forgot to uh, oh post man. one. I uh, dude, I forgot <laughs> completely to edit one because we had already shoved another episode in. I think it was like. We shot the Game of Thrones episode in or something like that. And oh, really? Game of Thrones or Avengers episode. And oh, I didn't know that. That's how the uh, the JRPG tropes of last week got pushed in um, or got pushed out. And now uh, it's being brought in. It's funny because I was editing that episode and it has a lot of Final Fantasy V and Final Fantasy... Or like it's, yeah, a lot of post-Final Fantasy V stuff. And then pre Final Fantasy Six stuff because I was like, oh my gosh, I've been playing. It's all fresh in my brain and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty funny. Um, so it'll be the JRP tropes will probably be the first one that is actually out of order. So we're actually recording this one in 2018, and it's gonna come out in 2020. That's a lie. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy eight and what was the other one? Oh, yeah, and tropes. They were both recorded in 19, 2019, and they'll be coming out. They already came out in 2020. In 2020. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's That's see. how the biz works. Even the biz. though we're not really in the biz, but I, I guess mean, kind of we, we are. Technically. Yeah, people in Ecuador are listening to the podcast now. Um, really? It's like two listeners, I think, from Ecuador. That's awesome. Uh, That's actually really cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Unless it's like a proxy server, maybe. I mean, that works too. Hmm. Whatever, whatever. I'll get it. Oh. <laughs> um, However you need to listen to us, just do it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, today's podcast is going to be something a little new, something that we have kind of like hinted at trying to do before, not necessarily this specific subject, but like trying to do like other series of podcasts within the podcast. Right. And uh, I think we finally settled on how we want to do it. And we're going to start with uh, with a romance as our first episode for it. But we're going to be doing an exploration of genres. And... Because genres can be applied to, or the word genre can be applied to pretty much any form of art. Yeah, there's um, a big old list. That being said, we could technically do, like, everything. There's, there's a lot of things we could mm-hmm. do. Um, oh, yeah, there's a ton. Uh, I mean, there's subgenres. Like, even though, like, so I guess I should start off with uh, the reason why I chose romance to do romance first. It's just because it feels like, honestly, it feels like all the suits in Hollywood and whatnot like they throw romance into everything, and so you, <laughs> and it just kind of felt like 
you have to talk about it first because it's it's everywhere. Yeah, and also if you actually if you delve into it, I don't, one of the um, I guess new popular things to do is to forego romance um, because it seems forced. Mm-hmm. So I know a, a lot of so like a lot of Hollywood things they'll have romance, but a lot of like indie uh like video game stuff and smaller tv shows and stuff like that right there are a lot of them are working against that or they'll explore different types of love instead of the stereotypical romance structure true there's also like i said there's like a i'm not necessarily resurgence but it's a i don't know it's a new thing where the male and female leads don't have to like each other mm-hmm. um, or don't have to somehow fall for each other yeah. or the damsel in distress that's being rescued doesn't necessarily have to fall for the person that rescued them, which it sounds really easy to not do that, but it's definitely a a trap that a lot of like Hollywood writers oh, fall I'm into. Oh, I'm sure it's easy to fall into that. It's not though. I mean, <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's easy to avoid it. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, that too. But obviously. it's not, it's not necessarily wanted to be avoided they're like a lot of people they write into that because that's that's what i wonder if quote like, unquote everybody wants to see well i wonder if disney's like project programmed it into our brain to look for it because i remember like when i watched, oh yeah that happily ever after is, is all is a big thing yeah well i remember when i watched winter soldier and uh and you know like black widow and captain america all hang out the whole time and i remember watching that and like wanting them to get together which makes no sense yeah because he likes Peggy. Yeah. Is that her name? Oh, yeah, Peggy Duh. Peggy uh, Carter. Yeah. That being said, um, I think, like, as you... If you actually look at the way these stories are structured, especially, like, with ones that, like, in that involve romance, there's a lot of times you'll see a very, very, like... I don't know. It's very standard for the structure. Right. You, you oh, get, we'll get into that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. the 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 genre hasn't really evolved too much. I know it's seen kind of a. It's like, not isn't really evolved as much as it's just been incorporated in so many different genres. Where there's so many romantic subgenres. Yeah. Also, one of the things I want to say with genres is um, one like the the newest thing that has come about and and I I guess assigning genre labels. Is that so many forms of media and art are actually working against uh, the genre norms and doing a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of blending of all this stuff? Yeah, um, that's. I mean, there there's very little movies or entertainment works that are strictly that these days. Right. There, there's some aspect of some other genre incorporated, which to me actually reminds me of like the, like the music industry. So yeah. Like, for the music, like yeah, it used to be. You know what a pop song is. You know what a country song is. You know what a rock song is. You know what a rap song is, or whatever, right? But nowadays, it's definitely like a. Oh, that that's kind of a. It's a it's a it's a rap, uh, pop, slash, uh, uh, I don't know, with with country in it, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's but it's like there's you there's so much to it. Like it's. It's yeah. almost it's almost wrong to put a genre on it, mm-hmm. like because you're just like it's just good music, or I mean, depending on what you're into, I guess. Right? Explorative. But, yeah, exactly. Um, it's unique because the artist is doing the thing that they love, 
and because they're using their influences. So maybe they did grow up in, in the South, but they grew up in the country South. You know what I mean? And so that's what their their influences their are. Influence, and, yeah. and they just happen to be really good lyricists. So they're well, like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper, but I really like country music. So maybe I'm going to rap to country music. But also, um, it's got a poppy feel because I can also sing that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's, 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 re- it's, uh, and I feel like the same thing has happened a lot with movies nowadays is that, um, oh, sorry, what's happened a lot with good movies nowadays is that <laughs> people are, people are actually legitimately looking at what are the cinema, what's the cinema I like? And then you can see like the influences on a lot of things and like you get the, you get the elevator pitch that got their money mm. um so that you could get to the movie but then by the time you're watching the movie you're realizing it's definitely way more than that which to be honest lends towards me pretty much not watching trailers for anything whether it be tv shows or movies or or, or video games and stuff and being surprised by you know uh being surprised pretty much but why but what's being presented but what's not given up front you know it's really weird because like like I feel like they're taking more chances, and at the same time, I feel like they're taking less chances. I don't. It makes no sense. So they're taking more chances in the wide array of things that they're mm-hmm. releasing, but taking less chances in that they always tend to wrap it up with a bow, um, and and do the tropey things, right. and do the and do the uh, mandatory romance, or do the um, uh, the the will they won't they, or even even just do the. Um, uh, like the set pieces or whatever that like almost is required in movies these days, like or in TV shows. Really, I mean, there's always going to be that uh, that uh, that finale that has to have the one scene that cost him ten million dollars because <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they ha- like it's something they have to advertise. Like this, you know, this costs us so much money to make. You're gonna want to see it. You know what I mean? Like what that immediately made me think of Titanic and then like the like the iceberg and. And they're in the in the boat and oh yeah, like he built this crazy set and all this other stuff and like revolutionary <laughs> camera technology yeah. for all of, like to catch those shots. And then and she's all like, "Get in the boat!" And he's like, "There's no room." And everyone's like, "Move aside!" And there's like ten feet radius of room. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> Did you just spoil the ending of Titanic? <laughs> oh sure. gosh, I I never knew how that would have ended. I don't know how that became like the uh like top m- grossing romance i don't know i, I thought it was so I, I hated that movie i've never seen it really yeah well you're not i don't know in my opinion you're not missing out i already know the ending i'm uh, good although there's plenty of people that will probably totally disagree with me but um i know i'm not missing out i'm good <laughs> it's not that great i don't know i i actually thought the i thought leo and um Kate Shoot. Winslet, yeah, Kate Winslet. I actually didn't think they were that great in it. They they've done so much better performance wise in other movies. Who knows? But I can only do what they they have to work with. Right. So, do you remember? Uh, you probably don't remember this at all, but for some reason we we brought up uh, <laughs> so, like we said somewhere between like and love. I think I said that, and you're like, oh, that sounds like. Uh, like a love story or something or like some romance novel. Right. And then <laughs> I was going to say that we should try to come up with a story around it, but like on the fly, that's a little too hard. But I, I was thinking like 
it could have been a, a docu documentary about social media and its impact on our brains. Somewhere between like and love. Because the likes on Facebook and yeah. the hearts on Instagram. Yeah, we can make that documentary. How about not? I'm never going <laughs> to. I don't think I'm ever going to direct a documentary. So, uh, so my, I don't really know if this is a real thing or if my brother was just making stuff up. Uh, I remember this conversation we had, this is like years ago, and he's watching something on, I don't know, National Geographic or who knows what the heck station it was. Okay. But he's walking, watching this documentary about love and they had they had women on one side and men on the other side and they were all assigned a number based on their attractiveness okay. which seems kind of shallow um but i guess like i guess everyone that was numbered 7 and below had no problem finding like someone oh sorry they were supposed to find something a mate and everyone that was 7 or below had no problem finding someone else on the other side Okay. But then, but then the people were like eight, nine, and tens, like they couldn't decide, they couldn't pick. They were full of themselves. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, if that's true, if that really was a thing, but who knows? I don't really know. Uh, so, as we said, we're talking about romances, and there are uh, some predominant subgenres or genres of romance. Uh, one of them being paranormal romance, which. What? Okay, so I think when you said this initially, I was like, I immediately said ghost, um, as in like the. That's no, no I think you're Swayze right. And, I think you're uh, right. What's her face? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Demi Moore. Is it Demi Moore? I think so. Was that it, seems like a paranormal it romance. In a, in a, in a, she was in it too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie before. That's a good movie. Okay. I don't know if it's necessary viewing, but okay. Uh, so there's <laughs> paranormal romance. Uh, there's contemporary romance, which is just current era romance. Or so I must say that, like when I looked this up, this is my interpretation of what the definition said. Okay. So if I'm so, wrong, so contemporary romance that you said was post World War II. I immediately thought of like the the soldier going off to mm. war, saying, um, "I'll I'll be back. I've got to defend the nation." Right. And then going off to war, or even being drafted, and then of course there's like the, the hardcore like, like the crying and and like I don't want to lose you and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Just wait for me, I'll be back. And then like kissing an envelope or some crap like that, or giving them like a handkerchief or whatever, right? Because of course throughout the whole movie you're supposed to like hold that handkerchief with you, and like he's gonna be in the trenches or whatever, and then he's like hold the handkerchief like oh i'll be back for you baby and then <laughs> and then like something really harrowing happens and then like he's like he's like almost gonna die and then like the whole point like that whole like the climax of that scene is figuring out like h- how he survives it or mm-hmm. if he does survive it because movie can go one of two ways he definitely doesn't survive <laughs> and you have to deal with like the the soldiers coming up to door with like a folded flag or whatever and they're like we have some information for you. And, she, and immediately she's right. Or, or you have like, they come up to the door and then she goes, Oh my gosh. And then, then like he like rolls up in a wheelchair or something like that. Right. And she goes, ah, cause, or he comes back as a ghost. Or he comes back as a freaking ghost. <laughs> Genre melding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that could go. It could go a lot of ways. I, I don't know why the definition uh, picked war after World War Two. 
like anything after World War II would be contemporary? So I think what actually um, the after World War II refers to is how um, it's like societal structure. Right. Um, I mean, I mean that makes sense. So technology changed as we went along. So certain you could certain start adding cell phones to, to well, the love story. Technically, you could yes, but if uh, technically what I'm what I'm getting at is actually the idea of sorry the the prim proper that precedes the world war um in terms of how society was in terms of like how like uh like the structured uh what do you call it the courtships and stuff like mm-hmm. that like yeah. leading up to that and i think post world war Two, we lend more into the quote-unquote dating stuff mm-hmm. so then it becomes more of uh more casual and less okay uh pomp and circumstance i know of course when you use the word pomp and circumstance, you're actually re- usually referring to more like the uh, the ruling monarch time frame right. and stuff like I that. I get what you're saying. But that makes that, a lot of sense, actually. But I think, uh, yeah, post-World War II is supposed to refer to um, how, I think, like, technology changing society, but also societal changes adopting to, um, I guess, more of a freeform kind of thing. Yeah. Well, uh, there might also, not have been anything that happened between before World War II. Also, when was World War II? Like I think it's the forties. Kind of makes sense. Like if it's the forties rolling into forties and fifties, yeah. Then the sixties is like sixties, like the there's the the season of love or whatever towards the end of the sixties. Hippies and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, if you actually in, that might in sixties, no, sixties yeah. is Cold War stuff. Isn't Cold it? War, yeah, because sixty nine is when they launched the went to the moon and everything. Okay. Yeah. So. I would say that yeah, it definitely has to do with um, a lot a different perspective on how uh, romance and love is actually mm-hmm. handled. But yeah, yeah, that make I mean that makes sense. Uh, the next one would be uh, historical romance. I wasn't really sure what that was. Usually period pieces. I'm assuming. I was just kidding anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which well, I mean, I don't know why they give Western romance like its own subcategory. Oh, because Westerns in general, no matter how. No matter how much you try to different or like make a different western, it's mm-hmm. always a freaking western. Like I okay. feel like anything melded with the genre, which kind of negates my point from earlier. Like if you're watching Cowboys and Aliens, if mm-hmm. it technically ends up being a western because it's it's a freaking western, right? But it's a western with aliens. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but yeah, no, now I kind of like now I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it's technically a western. It's, but... it's funny because I don't really know like before western time. What was, what was before? I don't. I have no clue. What was before Western? Colonial time. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, now I know. Because the Western is technically them going west. Okay, uh, so yeah, it makes sense. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> You're right. That's like uh, you ever seen Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Mm-mm. Like they come to America, and uh, that's the love story right there. Um, okay. I mean, the whole premise is them going west to claim land for their themselves, for their own. Okay. So. You're right, colonial. Okay. Thank you for jogging my history memory. You're welcome. Uh, so another one would be gothic romance, uh, and this involves mystery. It's a mystery often involving the supernatural and heavily influenced by horror. Horror? Horror. I can't think of any movie at all or anything that I've ever seen with a gothic romance. Anything dealing with vampires? Oh, that's gothic romance? So Twilight but, would technically be gothic romance. I think technically it could be, but I think when they're referring to gothic romance and 
it could be that they're referring to specifically the horror genre of romance, mm-hmm. but also I think they're referring to kind of like a Victorian, like a like a Dracula finds a wife kind of thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or like like a Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it's closer to something like that. But again, that's up to that's just us interpreting mm-hmm. like how it could be. Uh, another one would be Regency Romance, and I I took that as like 18th, 19th century Britain. The and Queen. Yeah, the yeah. Queen and, yeah. and tied to uh, the, the royal family the somehow. And the, and the duchesses and the... Right, like yeah. a political yeah. type romance. The boring one where they go, oh my, all the time. <laughs> 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 I think those are like the Jane Austen type stories. Yeah, something I definitely would not watch. It would bore me to to tears. Pretty Though good. I'm, I'm I've sure seen Pride and Prejudice. Still, I'm, uh, I still haven't watched that. That's good. Uh, I'm sure if I were to watch something like that, it would have to be with like somebody that like really enjoyed it, um, to make it either more enjoyable or maybe to make it funny because they don't enjoy it as much and that kind of thing. See the thing I so for me like even if there's oh you, for the most part you don't like them. I still feel like there's always a story out there that will resonate with you. Like there's some uh, Regency romance out there that you're going to be like, all right, that was pretty freaking good. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That's why I don't ever. I just don't know genre. what it is. I don't discount a genre or, or type altogether. I just say I just haven't seen it or I haven't been impressed yet. So, um, so another one would be uh, romantic suspense and uh, has these typically have a prominent mystery suspense or thriller plot. Yeah, so when you brought that up before, I just thought of will they, won't they? But I guess that's kind of pretty much every romance thing, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you're talking about something it's like, like a spy thriller where they uh, that was a hard one like to try James to figure Bond out. Thing? Yeah, but he doesn't really like that's not really romance. That's just like oh, that's romance. I mean, yeah, there's sure. a lot of bouncing and wow. That's true. There is. Um, so just because I want to reestablish in my head the structure of this podcast okay wait hold on real quick so what if james bond wasn't necessarily a prolific lover uh-huh. he was just like really really bad at it and that's <laughs> why he like dipped out all the time yeah and like the ladies are like almost like maybe maybe yeah the girls are like you want to go a little bit longer and he's like no i'm nah, good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's okay. I I don't know why I immediately thought of that. When I, was, <laughs> I was like, man, what if what if James Bond is like low key like, uh, yeah. Anyways, so it's hilarious. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, but on the break, your assignment, not your assignment, will, but our audience's assignment, is to Google or YouTube search Fifty Shades of Grey author, funny interview. Wow. Or you can look it up too. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. So guess what? Guess what I did? Guess what I did? What'd you do? I pressed record. Uh huh. It didn't record. <laughs> oh. So we lost all of that. At least worth of three hours of content gone. Do you remember the first time we forgot? Or I forgot to press record, yeah. or I didn't do it right, and then we lost it, like fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah, of the it worked out perfect, though. It did. That being said, uh, we did logistics stuff. We figured out some <laughs> stuff. David cut a slide. I did. It was going to talk about what a romance is, but we already know what that is. I just want you to know that this is what I had written. Romance love stories make the search for love the main plot focus. In case you did not know, 
That was yeah. part of that slide. I'm glad we cut that slide. <laughs> um, what were we going to talk about next? Time? So, well, we're going to talk about uh, story structure. But one of the one of the biggest things people talk about for romance is whether or not the romantic relationship was earned, or if it seemed organic. Or yeah, or they seemed organic. Yeah. And so, even though, th- so the one I chose that I felt was earned. Uh, even though it's from a comedy, um, I thought it worked pretty well. Cause, so that's Jim and Pam on The op- Office. Um, Actually, did you watch The Office? Yeah, in okay. its entirety. Okay. That'll make uh, this easier. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was. It definitely felt like it was earned. It was like one of those Don't weird Don't go things. too far, though, because I got a bunch. But go ahead. It definitely felt like one of those weird things where at some point you were kind of like, I don't know if I should be rooting for this due to the circumstances under which this romance had taken Oh, man, we will talk about that, too. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, it was was, was a nice little little story. That's good. So so the structure of a romance. So the first part of the... Oh, this is by... uh, This little bit was written by Robin Lovett, just to give her credit. Okay. So the first part is the call to adventure or the, in quotation marks, the meet cute or meet the cute. That's weird. Meet cute. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. It's so very live, laugh, love that word. Uh, Uh, This is where you establish the attraction and the conflict. And so uh in comparison for Jim and Pam in the office, uh, early on Jim and Pam have obvious chemistry, but they, but then they introduce Roy. Which is the fiance. Yeah, which is the conflict. Yes. Oh, he is. Uh, yes, he is the the fiance. But he's also the conflict. Uh, and then on to the refusal of the call, rejection of the relationship. Uh, this is where one of the characters just isn't having it or they're letting something get in the way of the relationship. This is usually where we find out why it won't work, but gives subtle hints as to why it ultimately should. Oh, gosh. Okay, so this is the point in the story where... Somebody does something. The other person interprets what they did as being just, just wholly wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really easy solution. Like they could say, oh, no, that was my sister. But <laughs> for some reason, they can't get those words out of yeah. their mouth. And so you go another 40 minutes of this movie. Or in this case, you go <laughs> another season of this, of this show. Like going, why don't you just say the thing? But they never do. And so then you're left like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I like you're supposed to invest time into, into like uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The pretty much like you, you waste time in growing the reason mm-hmm. for their relationship, right? Um, and then like by the end of the movie, somebody finally says something. She goes, "Oh my gosh, I totally thought." Or he goes, "Oh my gosh, I totally thought." And then they like run across some street, get hit by a car. Um, that's <laughs> no, kidding. They run across the street and they um, and then they, they, and it's like, raining. And, yeah, and they embrace and they, it's they nighttime swing, and it's raining. And they swing each other around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love you and I love you too, dude. You're and, spoiling this whole structure. <laughs> it's so garbage. It's so corny. Yet I love I, like the romance series stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's so corny, man. I, I do, I do like this. I I think this is how we'll do it. I do like that. I'll talk about the structure area and then you'll talk about your movies and then i'll talk about 
office again. So okay. anyway, <laughs> so getting back to that part, <laughs> that same um, step in the process. So for Jim and Pam, uh, this is the part where Jim denies he will he still likes her. Uh, he also minimalizes it as just a past crush. And Pam uh, chooses to ignore it because she's engaged. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's them fighting their urges, but they know good and well that, <laughs> like, the thing is, like, the, with the office's structure, they, you don't, that doesn't leave much to actual mystery because, like, as soon as they say they're doing this, like, then they're going in that little interview section, but, like, yeah, I don't know, but it, it's wrong, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah, but, so, like, instead of, like, just going, humph, they just, like, you know, they, they actually say the words afterwards, uh, which kind of led, I guess, to a lot of the comedic stuff for for The Office is those little interview sections. It, it's also a whole bunch of like, oh, this is the part. This is this is when it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So those jerks. Um, so the next step is acceptance of the quest, giving the le- relationship a chance. Uh, exterior circumstances keep drawing them back together, whether it is chance or they have no other choice. All that serendipitous crap. Correct. It's like, yeah, like a, like they get assigned to the same thing mm-hmm. or yes. like they're forced to work together in a classroom, mm-hmm. like uh, on the or science project. Or they fall project. on a, they get stranded on an island together. Yeah, or, or they bump into each other and, and knock like, knock somebody's books out of oh their Oh my hands. gosh, let me help you pick those up. Yeah, and then they <laughs> and as they're like rising back up, they like bump heads or mm. or they look deeply into each other's eyes and they're like, oh my gosh. And then it's a whole thing. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so like unamused by any of this. Like, ugh. Well, ugh. yeah, it's, well, that's, that's fine because once we get done with the steps, we, I mean, we'll kind of talk about what we do like about it. So, or maybe we won't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so for Jim and Pam, uh, Jim at one point starts to avoid Pam a bit, but Dwight, uh, drives them crazy. And then they work together on pranks on, for, on Dwight. Uh, there's actually a point where she's noticeably bothered by Jim dating someone as well. Oh, that's always that's always the case. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta throw in the foil. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta make sure that the uh, one of the people is uh, reminded that they that they like a certain person mm-hmm. or reminded of their their feelings towards whatever that person does or, or at least show the audience. Right or like it's it's always like something um, so it could be something direct like that. Or it could be something like, um, say, for instance, it's, uh, I don't know, it's from a guy's perspective, it's like a, a guy that's like, I don't know, taking care of his, his niece or nephew or something like that. Yeah. And th- they see that and they're just like, oh, he's so good with kids. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, crap, but I hate him. No, it's, no. it's the character. Yeah. It's the character realizing what the o- is obvious to the audience, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next step is the trials and temptations. And they put in quotation marks three dates. Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, this is the part where you really see why these characters should be together. The audience knows it, but the characters have yet to fully accept or realize it. There is still a level of of every positive step forward. There is something that makes them take steps back. Okay, so this is the point in the story where um, the guy or the girl tells their girlfriends or boyfriends that they are. Yeah, do you really call guy friends boyfriend? No, they're guy friends. Anyways, it's weird. <laughs> um, they tell their friends that uh, there you go that they have rules 
of course I never sleep with them on the on the first date. It's all they have to wait this many, whatever. And then the guy is saying, "Yeah, I, here's the thing. I only I call them back a week later, blah blah blah." But here, and then of course <laughs> when they finally actually try to make a relationship work with this person, all their rules go out the window. And this is very typical to almost every romance story. Like in this case, it would be they, oh, they're, like their guards completely down. Yeah, so they always go against their normal rules, and mm. that. That that's what ends up being the 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 trial for the, for them being in a relationship because they think as the character they think that everything works according to their rules and then they find so out this, that their rules are always broken by true romance. Yeah. So this mm, yes okay. This comes up like there's actually like steps in between that, but we'll we'll okay. get to it. Um. So at this point, uh, this is where. For Jim and Pam, uh, even though Pam is engaged, Jim and Pam still technically go on dates, in a way. Uh, Roy is always more busy with his friends or busy connecting with Jim's date, who is Isla Fisher, uh, while Jim and Pam interact. Each time, though, the date ends with Pam going home with Roy. Mm -hmm. So, I guess you're kind of right. Yeah, it's them trying to make something work out, but they know it's not going to. But they're also, it's because they're fighting against... Something that they know either shouldn't be or they want so badly to be, but they can't actually make it work. Because in this case, Pam doesn't want to, she didn't want to call off the engagement mm -hmm. because she, she still loved Roy no matter what. And, um, and Jim was like, I'm trying to be a good person. So I'm not trying to break, I'm not trying to be a homewrecker, but at the same time, like I think he even knows that something's going on, but he can't say anything about it because he's already in a compromised position. Like you can't call somebody else out on something if you're doing something bad too. That kind of idea. Well, f oh, at this part when he's dating Isla Fisher, he's he's given up on all that, and uh, <laughs> the, the great line when they're on the boat and everything, and she and Isla Fisher's like, "Why'd you even bring me here?" And then Jim says, "I don't know." <laughs> It's, I don't, know, I, don't I don't remember all that. I, I the thing is, I watched The Office once. I'm not one of the people who have watched it like six times. Oh uh, well, I mean, yeah. My wife's never watched The Office, so I'm making her watch it now for the sixth time. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, next step is the midpoint crisis. Uh, I need you, but I can't have you. Uh, this is the point where there is some level of intimacy, typically physical. You get a glimpse of how meaningful the relationship could be. But it's just a glimpse, and things fall apart afterwards. Oh, you're talking about that thing where they like they try to hold each other's hand, or they do that like they they touch hands or whatever, and they're like, oh, oh, and then like some people, some shows will like animate it as like a little spark, a literal spark. I mean, it could be anything, really. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. they they could they could sleep together, and then I wasn't gonna go that far, but yeah, they yeah. Could. Well, I mean, I mean that that definitely happens in. And you know it, it starts off as like a casual. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did a one night stand, and then they're like they disappear type thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Th that's totally been done before. Yeah, because again, like I said earlier, the rules are set. You say you won't do something, mm -hmm. but it's no, that one right. person that breaks the rules. You you break the rule, and then suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a this kind of thing. And so then the 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 parties don't call each other back because they're like, oh my gosh, I did something I shouldn't have done, or somebody is like. Uh, do, what do I do after this? Am I supposed to, to? Am I supposed to call them? Are they mm -hmm. supposed to call me? How long do I wait? <laughs> like 
it's like but it's usually always them going back to their group of friends and then like one group of friends saying oh my gosh hey, have you ever seen sorry go ahead go ahead oh my gosh what'd you do and then the other group of friends being like yeah yeah yeah, you did the thing and <laughs> like you should you definitely don't don't call that person back because you have to wait a certain number of days or or um I, do you not know how these things work you have just, you seen you know? swingers no okay all right, this is for the audience. Uh, next break, look up swingers and then look up awkward phone call. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> all right, going on. So back to the office with Jim and Pam. Uh, this is the part where Jim tells Pam that he loves her. Uh, pa- Pam denies it, but later is seen talking to her mom and saying, I think I do, mom. Uh, cue Jim, and he comes in and kisses her. She tells him that she can't. Jim leaves. So, this is at the point where they have both established that they have feelings for each Mm -hmm. other and that it's more than superficial. They also realize that there's still technically a conflict and that they'll never be able to make it work in this case because technically she's still freaking engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's still dating the other chick, right? No, he's broken up with her at this point. Kind of. Actually, I don't even think it actually shows that. I think... I think when he Jim Jim really realizes on this boat cruise thing that he he's ghost her. Yeah, they loves Pam. I mean he basically just breaks up with her then. So That right. being said, you always run into that one that one um that one point in the story where everything um like is made to seem bleak to the mm-hmm. viewer, like, oh gosh, it's never gonna work because they made a big mistake and you right. know, once you make a mistake you can never come back from that. And that's the point where you're supposed to establish that true love conquers all. And then <laughs> Well the funny thing is, is this is actually basically the story structure of most stories. Because if it's an adventure story, this is the point where you think all hope is lost and the good guys aren't gonna win. Yeah, the bad know? guys capture them, they're hanging them over a cliff and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Yeah, well, you know or they're they're, they're making them walk the plank or something and there's sharks in the water and they're like, Brow, I'm hungry and then they <laughs> and so they're like oh my gosh we're never gonna get out of this and then enter uh deus ex machina and um <laughs> yeah to say we never did our podcast on deus ex machina yeah because i don't really want to do a podcast on that no we were going to do like a short one. Oh yeah it, ha- oh, it's okay. it has to be a short one because yeah. yeah something will come in and save me from that podcast <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, so the next step is the road back, pulling back together. Something again in the external plot forces them back together. Their attraction has never been stronger, and and they make themselves vulnerable to the other person. So, a uh, good example of this is in Hitch. Oh, uh, yeah. Whenever uh, she finds out that he's the consultant, and that... And then that makes her her second guess all of his intentions while trying to date her. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out that how much he helped the other guy, and then finds out that he didn't really help the other guy, and the other guy actually did all the stuff on his own. And the other person finds out that he was in the thing, and then so now they're like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Conflict! Conflict! Conflict!" And that <laughs> like they really did stack that stuff up to make sure oh, yeah. like he didn't think things were gonna work out. Yeah. And then like and then suddenly he's got his uh his. His uh, what do you call it? His epiphany. Yeah. Is is that Eva Mendes? Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. Um, that that was a necessary thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um 
and then he has his his, his realization moment and that's his trying well, I mean, in the movie thing, the road back is always, like, really quick. It's usually, like, the climax of the movie. Yeah, these next steps uh, happen pretty quickly. Right, okay. So, yeah, the road back in movies is, re- like, it's almost instantaneous because um, it's usually an epiphany moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then usually in TV series, the road back is, like, a couple episodes of somebody realizing something. Then, Or, sorry, both parties realizing something. And literally trying to figure out how to make this work without being pretty much without making it awkward or without <laughs> like without the character having to go through discomfort to get there but then they find out right. they have to go through it anyways but yeah you know what the best part of hitch was what the very end credits where he does the fresh prince dance oh yeah <laughs> but actually i mean i actually really so, like that movie though so. yeah it's a good movie it's just really funny that like i don't know why when i watched that movie i was i got excited that he did the fresh prince dance in the movie which seems really stupid that I did, but I bet a lot of people did. Yeah. You're weird. <laughs> All right, getting back to the office. Um, so, realistically, the office skips this step for now and instead resets to the, the call to adventure as Jim starts dating Karen or Rashida Jones as, uh, as he accepts that his love for Pam is not to be while Pam realizes her deep it feelings for Jim. Yeah, and uh, to me, you this is stayed with Rashida Jones. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> no, she needed to go to Parks and Recreation, so that works too. But still, although her character, like her character, was better in the office than it was in Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, because she kind of dipped out in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which sucks because she, she's she's awesome. She's uber talented. Yeah, um, she has her own TV show pretty much. Huh? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like this cop show that's like a. It's almost like a, I feel like it's a parody of cop shows. Um, it's I had it no clue. Feels, it almost feels sketchy. I, I'll we'll look it up in the in next break. Okay, okay, I'll, cool. I'll tell you uh, and our audience can do the same, unless you're driving. Don't do that. Uh, so to me, this was really important in the show because Pam needed the chance to grow as a character after Roy, uh, really just kind of walked all over her. Uh, it eventually comes back to the. The pulling back together moment, though. So, did Roy really walk all over Pam, or was it just that Pam was oblivious to the fact that Roy wasn't necessarily just a good person, and so, like, it wasn't necessarily. It didn't seem like Roy like really like steamrolled her. It was more like Roy was just a bad person, or he not was a just bad, he was just like oblivious to the world, really, and he wasn't. He's basically. I mean, Pam's just basically his in quotation marks, eye candy, you know, that's, that's really all. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's how he's treating her. He's, he's, he's completely, he doesn't, he doesn't really like get into her feelings. He doesn't seem to really care like who she is. Just, yeah. He's, he's way more interested in external things than their internal relationship. Gotcha. It's probably something I would catch on a second uh, watching. Oh yeah. 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 So, (laughs) Uh I get it. That's fine. Uh, so the next step is the fall. Okay. Uh, Real quick, her show is called Angie Tribeca, hmm. and it 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 actually stopped airing in 2018. No. I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the next step is the fall. This is the part uh, they separately admit that they have completely fallen for each other. Uh, maybe one of them even says their true feelings, but the other does not reciprocate. 
because they're not allowed to reciprocate. Right. Because it's part of the plot. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll just or or the or there's that idea that if I reciprocate, then I have to make myself vulnerable. Yes. And I'm not allowed to be vulnerable yeah, at this moment. It's it's more so like earlier at the midpoint, they made themselves vulnerable, and they didn't like that they made themselves vulnerable. And this is the part where the other character just like say no no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna make myself vulnerable to this right um or their friends told them not to or that there is that often that happens way too often uh (laughs) and for the office uh instead of using emitting feelings for each other they instead use uh proposing as a substitute and they both know that Oh, so so sorry. This is this is actually when they get together. They 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 started dating and everything, uh, but they're using this proposal as um, as the fall. So okay, okay. Sorry, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. Uh, they both know that they want to marry each other, uh, and Pam knows a proposal is coming, but circumstances prevent Jim from having good timing. And so this is when. This is when. Pam starts perceiving that maybe Jim is like Roy. In terms of his lack of care for her as a person? Uh, no, 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 just just timing. It, it's all, it's all, it was back to that whole misunderstanding thing. If, if they just explained it, you know, if Jim just explained what was going on, then he, it would have been okay. He had a moment of acting like Roy? Or acting just, like the things she didn't it's like? More so of, yeah, it's more so like a perception Oh, it's always that one sentence. Like, I don't know, um, the triggering thing. I don't know. uh, Why do you always act like your mom or something like that? You know I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, specifically in the office, um, he actually had everything all set up to propose. Mm -hmm. But then someone steals the spotlight and proposes instead. And then he's like, crap. And then he he backs down. He doesn't do it. But she thought it was going to happen. And so it's, it's basically giving her flashbacks of Roy. Oh, because oh yeah, because their engagement was forever long. Yeah, gotcha. Because well, it it really wasn't. But in her opinion, yes, he never really wanted to settle down. They never. Oh, for Roy's, yeah, for they never wanted to for Pam and Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They never wanted to set a date. That kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's like, um, Michael kept on giving Pam an award every year for the longest engagement. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the next step step is the dark moment, the breakup. This is where it seems like it is all falling apart, usually from a misconception, it seems like. Oh, we, we basically talked about it then. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just go right to the office. I, like I said, it's, it's because of the failed proposal. Uh, they actually decide that the time is not right, and Pam goes off to graphic design school. It's not really a breakup, but to Jim, it feels like one. Again... Not but not good communication mm-hmm. always turns out to be the crux of these relationships, or at least the perception of these relationships. Which I don't know. It it just seems kind of like a part for the course thing. You just kind of <laughs> just communicate. Yeah, you just literally said a couple words. You'd probably be fine. <laughs> but you know, it is just say it is. my bad. My bad. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the next step is the or sa- literally just say I was going to propose to you. Somebody stole the spotlight, and I don't. I didn't know if it was. If it would be rude or if it's just bad timing for me to rep- propose. And then she'd be like, oh, no. Wait, for reals? Okay. Well, yeah. then, yeah. Let's get <laughs> let's get, <laughs> let's get get engaged. 
Yeah. Simple as that. Well, it's not as romantic as I would have thought. It's always... Oh, oh, my gosh. So, that's usually always what it turns out to be. So. But it wasn't the season finale yet, so... Yeah. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Again, there's always a different way that they're structured or usually drawn out because of TV shows and yeah. stuff. But sometimes the TV shows... Are not, most of the time, I think the TV shows just do it better. I actually kind of prefer the, the drawn out thing. The long but form. I, yeah, but I mm-hmm. do... I truly, truly hate the whole miscommunication phase of romances. Just... It's it's just like like almost makes you just want to punch the TV because you're like, dude, just say the thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then you got to wait a whole another episode, and then there's like you know, or maybe a whole new season. This actually happens. I think this happens over like five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next step is the is the sacrifice. Uh, this is when a decision is made by one or both of the characters that whatever is getting in the way of their relationship can piss off. Say for instance, um, um, I have to leave town or something like that, um, or my job wants to take me out of town, and then you just then ooh, that's when the person goes, well, then our relationship's not going to work. I don't know if I'll be able to do distance relationship, blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and then that's when the other person goes, then I just won't go, and then the person, the first person <laughs> that, no, and then they're like, but what about? And they're like, but I love you, so it's just I it, I have to make this sacrifice. I, you know what? You know what? I just re- just realized. I just realized. Literally, there's a school in this state too. So then, <laughs> then they just go. To that it's school. only like ten blocks away. Yeah, and so they go to that school instead. But yeah. that's like that's them like making the grand sacrifice to <laughs> to uh, to be with the other. Yeah, person. it's not really a grand sacrifice. It's not. Yeah, it's just compromise. Yeah, exactly. But they always frame it in a way where it's like, I my dream school was in a. Uh, I don't know South Dakota and <laughs> South. Co- <laughs> Wait a minute, we both need to go to Hawaii. There's a school in Hawaii. We can do that. Exactly. Your job's moving in Hawaii. I, yeah, I could get a job in Hawaii too. And <laughs> there's schools in Hawaii. Oh my gosh, we should both move to Hawaii and totally, totally live there and charge and make sure everybody buys tickets for our wedding that's going to be in Hawaii. And then, like, we have to tell them a long time ahead of time because it costs a lot of money to go out there and rent a hotel. And <laughs> it's a whole thing. Oh, and we have to make sure they all wear Hawaiian shirts because everybody does that crap. In a movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for The Office, and, and maybe I was a little wrong when I wrote this down, but uh, this is when Jim decides that he wasn't going to let the, the failed proposal or her, her going off to school get in the way of their de- destiny. And that's really... I, I guess, so they say sacrifice, but I guess it des- technically doesn't have to be a sacrifice. It just has to be a realization. Yes. Okay, okay. It's like, it's a turning point for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the next step is the declaration. This is the part, this is the ultimate declaration of love. Lame. <laughs> okay. I was going to say another word and then I realized that I'm trying to be supportive. Uh, in the office, uh, this is when he meets Pam halfway between him and the school and proposes to her there at a gas station. Because it doesn't really matter, realistically. And that was that was one thing I did like about that. It, it never it, really matters. The, he, well, I mean, he did it's realize. The that counts. It's just that they they want to be together. And and I thought that was a little bit more realistic to like like a real life thing, you know? Because in real life, the other... Well, I, don't know, I guess it depends on the person. But in real life, if, if they really are truly in love... It doesn't matter where or when or why or well the why matters I suppose. No. Okay, the why doesn't matter. Yeah, it's because she has nice feet. That's all. <laughs> it's the only reason why. Yeah. 
She'll be quick. She'll, she's fine with that. Uh, so the next step is the denouncement, or as they say, the H-E-A. What do you think the H-E-A is? I don't know. It's the happily ever after. <laughs> uh, this is the part where they let the audience know that everything is going to be perfect here on out. And until there's a sequel <laughs> and they have kids. Oh, actually, I, I suppose. Oh, I was thinking of knocked up and then the, so this is 40, but I guess it's not, I guess in, in knocked up, like Paul Rudd didn't really seem happy in his marriage. No. So, um, no, but there's always, the, there's always the sequel with kids and, or, or like, there's yeah. like the later part with the kids and then kids start to cause a problem or <laughs> cause a riff for their relationship. And like, I mean, that makes sense. Time with me. And then, man, it's a whole thing. So for the office, uh, Jim and Pam do live happily ever after until season nine, because why not? They needed a way. Do you, do you remember what happened in season nine? Not necessarily. Uh, basically like, so he, he tries he joins someone else in starting this business, but he spends way too much time on this business and she starts to feel neglected and Yeah. Yeah. There's always gonna be one person in a relationship that's gonna feel neglected when somebody yeah. is I, I, But then again, that's part of the understanding of a relationship is understanding that this is the thing that fulfills the other person and though their relationship is important to them, there are certain things that people have to do for themselves and mm-hmm. then there's like there's that whole well they kind of i mean for the show like they had to have some type of conclusion so they had to devolve their relationship just so they can have it so they can have another hea yeah along with all the other happily ever after's at the end of that show Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) so tell me how you really feel i like the show a lot it's good (laughs) It was good. It was a really good show. I well, think I, I liked it more for the for the comedy than the romance, though. Or no, I don't think I know. I liked it more for the yeah, comedy than the romance. But but they did. I I personally think they did a really good job in that show for the romance. Um, yeah, it was a it was an anticipated part of the show. But I mean, like, wh- so what are your what are your thoughts like overall for for romance stories? You already I don't know if you said this off air, but he doesn't really like romance movies, but like romance yeah. stories in general. Yeah, well, I like the I like the ones that aren't the the normal type ones. Uh, I was watching a show on Netflix called uh, Atypical, mm-hmm. um, and that's more or less like a I guess like a high school, college thing, romance thing. But at the same time, it's dealing with like parents that are um, that are technically like separ- going through like a separation and dealing with like their uh, their marital problems and romance and. And finding the little things and all that crap. And then there's, like, a child coming, like, trying to figure out themselves um, in terms of their orientation. And then, like, trying to explore how somebody that's on the spectrum deals with liking someone and somebody liking them. It's, like, a whole a whole thing. I feel like I'm a sucker for those kinds of shows. Um, well, that's di- I feel like that's, like, diving into the psychology of, of love a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and what it re- truly means, and there's a show on Amazon Prime called uh, Forever, with uh, with Fred Armistead and uh, oh, I never, I forgot about that one. I never saw it. What I can't remember her name. Um, Maya uh, Rudolph. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
and is it Maya Rudolph? Is that her name? I think so. What's it called again? Forever. Okay. Um, that one was a really good love story. Like it's always like those like reaffirmations kind of that love exists. It's like a uh it it's almost feel good, but not not quite because usually with like the really good ones, there's there's always like a tragedy or there's always like that kind of uh, subversion of the of the common romantic tropes where they either the people find out at the end of the story that they're really just not meant for each other or like that they find out that it wasn't necessarily their romance that needed to that was being solidified but just the fact that they could find romance it was that was being was what was being solidified that kind of thing mm-hmm. so not so they like help the other person grow in the uh, in the the realization of the idea that they could love and not necessarily not necessarily that they grow in love with each other um they think they are because of course they're both growing at the same time but then it's usually that people going their separate ways and and then like I th- some of them like they do that thing where they conclude and they're like uh and it's like in the future and they're married to other people right that kind of thing yeah um but they're but they're happy and they're like happy like what the other person contributed to them finding that mm-hmm. that kind of thing or like good luck chuck yeah except that's a really weird way of going that <laughs> i was thinking closer to I know, I know. like how i met your mother yeah um oh i never finished that one Really? Yeah. She finished it. Um, okay. The last season's kind of wonky, but it's kind of obvious where it's going to go, though. Like, the one... Like, I hate that, that... I've only watched, like, the first season. Oh. Do you ever plan on finishing it? Oh, I'll finish it, yeah. Oh, then I'm not going to... I guess we're in it, I guess, for you. It, it, it goes a different way um, than, than you really expect, but majority of those seasons aren't really about the relationship that you... Uh, it's a, really the one relationship is about is... Uh, um, Allison Hannigan and um, what's the other guy's name? Oh man, from uh, <sighs> saving, saving, serving, Sarasota. No, <laughs> no, serving Sarasota. That was in. Uh, yeah, I know. I I just can't think of. I love you, man. He was in. Uh, um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That was the movie I was trying to think of. Um, I can't remember. His it's name. fine. Anyways, it's fine. but yeah, he their relationship. And then, like, uh, and then Neil Patrick Harris always trying to find, but not quite find. Somebody. He's almost like a cartoon character. He really is. Um, like the fact, like that, a dirty cartoon character. Yeah, the fact that he never appears bad in photos—that was the thing. Like a a, a whole third line for him is like everybody trying to catch him off guard. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah. So Jason Siegel and Allison Hannigan, their relationship because they're married. Mm-hmm. Um, their relationship is always like hitting rocky, t- uh, rocky road and stuff like that, and them, like, not necessarily breaking up, but like having their conflict where somebody's mm-hmm. sleeping somewhere else, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but like they have their their relationship in the background that was that's good and wholesome and whatnot. Um, <laughs> except for they're fighting all the time and yeah, but it's it's <laughs> the thing is I actually like real realistic depictions of relationships and that I'm assuming that their relationship matures though. Yes. Yeah. Um, in 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 as much as it can mm-hmm. with those two comedic actors, like the, right. <laughs> um, and then there's like the the will they won't days for a while with two other characters, and then yeah, it's it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a good series. I liked it. So, what's like your favorite romance story? Do you have one? 
Um, it's kind of put me on the spot there. Yeah, um, I know. I feel like I should have thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I can't really think of one. I, I I can just think of the ones I've seen recently that I really enjoyed. Is like uh, the so, Office? <laughs> yeah, I like the Office. But uh, have you ever seen uh, oh, it's the end of the freaking world on Netflix? So I saw the first season, and yeah. I thought that relationship was like. It's so oddly satisfying. And yes. I, I really want to watch the second season. I just keep on forgetting to. I can't recommend that show enough. I loved it. Yeah. It's uh, so different. It's so different. <laughs> and so weird. It's so dark and romantic and humorous all in one. Can we throw another dark in there? Because that show's really dark. Yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> um, I actually kind of feel like Oh no, not quite the same. Um, I can't really think of an like an actual favorite. Well, here, uh, like I have favorite. an idea. Let's take a break real quick. A what? A break. We take breaks. Yes. Okay. So, I just had a really good stretch. It was like one of those stretches that like actually take like all the breath out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you get done, and you're like, whoa, and you like legitimately already like your heart rate's up and everything almost instantly. Wait till you're like 30 years older, then you have one of those stretches, then all of a sudden your back's like, oh my gosh, can't wait. Um, uh, so over the break, I was trying to think of like a series that like I like the like the romance aspect of or whatever. And to be honest, like one of the first things that came to mind was Dexter. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because Dexter actually, as much as it had like the thriller and, and the, the mystery plot or whatever because of, you know, or yeah, it was more like a thriller because he's always like on the edge of being caught. Mm-hmm. Like there was always like the, the idea that the relationships he was in were always bound to end because of him being a killer, a serial killer at that. Um, but then there was also like some really good relationships in there with people accepting him for who he was and all this stuff. It's just like the overarching themes, but mm-hmm. otherwise... Those are pretty good. And then, like, just in, like, stark contrast to his uh, his good relationships. Oh, I mean, that always ended badly. But his, his sister. sister being, like, in this weird place of wanting to be in a relationship. But for some reason actually wanted to be in a relationship with him the whole time. Like, it was like... Well, a, it's weird because he has such a he had such an easier time the, being in relationships yeah. than she did. Yeah, and she was the one who should have been more adjusted because yeah. of... You know, her lack of not she dated, serial killer. She dated John Deagle. I don't know who De- John Deagle is. From the Arrow, his buddy. The black guy? Yeah. He's, she, he's one of the guys that she dates. In Dexter? Yeah. Holy crap, I don't remember that. Like one, one of the last seasons. He's like the... He's like the... I don't want to say beach bum, but he's like the... The beach... They're called beach bums. Bar so. guy. I don't, yeah, yeah, they're sure. called beach bums, so it's not okay. derogatory. Oh, it's okay. just like a it's, a, it's a name. Okay, I didn't really know. It's like but a yeah. title, but yeah. He is best person. Yeah. They could be a business owner, but the fact that the, I think the whole idea is that uh, like you live the life that's like it's like carefree. I live on the beach, but I mean, obviously, I, the only way I can live here or I live, you know, it's <laughs> I to still have a need job. money. I still yeah. make money, but this is like my lifestyle is to live out here on mm. the beach and, you know, go walk on the on the boardwalk all the time, that kind of stuff. But yeah. I like this character in that show, actually. Um, And then, uh, shoot. Oh, 
that was another thing. So I was going to talk about an aspect of romance that it's not always like, uh, I, don't, I feel like it's not always like honed in on, but it, it's really good whenever it's done right is the idea of a relationship that's already working. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we had talked about writing um, stories and stuff like that, and right. we were talking about love and stuff, and I was like, oh, but what about a relationship that already like exists, that's already strong, and like showing that relationship and maybe putting it on rocky roads at times or whatever but or showing conflict that you know can lead to compromise and and resolution and stuff like that but like showing relationships that are actually really good mm-hmm. so like some of the series that like portray the parents as actually being in a good relationship and not necessarily like on the rocks and right. they're about to get divorced or or they are separated and so they're trying to make things work and when they do try to make things work and custody tends to be like a comedic playing point or whatever yes. and so like, like that kind of stuff don't really like that but the ones that are actually like making it work and a lot of it's uh, like when they do show that it's like really it's like a it's a heartwarming like yeah this the things things actually can work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's people. reassuring. Yeah. Um, and then it's usually always like the like kids and everything that are the drama. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, that makes sense. Or even like a well, because they're because they're kids. Like their love is what gets them through it they're more oh, like one unit perfect example um it just happens to be somebody from the office um a quiet place oh yeah um so oh, yeah it's a it's, a, it's the idea of a relationship that's working perfectly and they i mean obviously they just happen to be put in a scenario where not necessarily their relationship really is crappy tested. scenario yeah it's a good it was a good movie i like that movie. is a good movie um yeah they got the sequel Good yeah, one. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. Yeah, me neither. But it looks a little like I saw like snippets of it, like when I was scrolling through my mm-hmm. my Google cards, um, and it looks very. Uh, it's a lot bigger than the first one. Mm. It's not as close set as the first one was. Uh, well, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be good because they ended the first one pretty much showing that it's a worldwide conflict. But right. So the only. Um, I feel like the natural progression of that story is to go to a bigger thing. But what I was talking about for the relationship is that the mother and the father, they love each other. There's nothing, there's actually no conflict there Mm-mm. whatsoever. Um, there, <laughs> there better not be. Right. But I'm saying <laughs> their, their relationship is pure and, um, and unimpeded. And then what could there possibly be though? In that movie? Hey, I get it. But I'm, I'm just saying those kinds of relationships. I like seeing, I like actually seeing those. Stop protect. doing the dishes so loud. but even then like come on even yeah so like the whole like the whole thing again the kids are mainly the conflict and this like you know the the daughter wanted to do more stuff but Mm -hmm. she's she's deaf or whatever um and she just can't um um, the son wanting to be able to make noise but he can't right you know it's enough and so then yeah it's it's good i that's how i was i think i just wanted to talk about that that's just uh i like the like when they portray romance is not something that's being worked for, but mm-hmm. something that was already worked for and that has already been earned and that is now it's just being put on display kind of thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. I was so. trying to decide if we should talk about our, like the premise for the, the space love. No, I was going to leave that out. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave that out. Okay. Um, so we'll touch on this one briefly. Um, this is the five essentials of making a, a romance or a love story by, and, and these came from uh, Arvin Parashar. And if I said that wrong, Harvind, I'm very sorry. Um, so he said that one of them is what we say and how we say it. Uh, so it says, 
A love story should not be dense. The story should be more elusive plot and easier to understand. So basically, he's trying to say that the characters need to be the focal point, not the world around them, which makes sense. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know why this reminded me of, did you have a Facebook? I do have a Facebook. Oh, you have a Facebook currently. So <laughs> it's funny because do you remember that you can, like for relationship status, you can set it to it's complicated? Yes. You sound like an old person right now. You make it seem like um like Facebook's a, so old. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you well you make it seem like ah, oh, have you tried this new frankled Facebook? It's got features on it. Well, I don't use Facebook anymore. Have you anymore. pressed the buttons on it? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Did you know there's a button that you can you can press a thumbs up, but you can also turn it to a hard or a smiley face? It's That's so, amazing. It's so innovative. <laughs> did you know? Did you know? I, Did you know that when your mother posts pictures, I could put onto there that I liked it? I could actually write there, <laughs> the picture's cool, honey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then they even ask me what I'm thinking, and I tell them all the time. Uh, so, so in my past, I have marked myself as it's complicated, but in my older years, I've realized that that's just a synonym for you should probably break up. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs> so Complicated means we're seeing other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I guess I guess uh this essential is they're basically saying that you should be pulling on their heartstrings and not their brain string strings. Oh, have you ever heard the the term Facebook official? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. So funny. Um so when you're in a romantic relationship and it's like legit legit, you guys feel like it's going somewhere, the only way <laughs> for it to be official <laughs> It's for it to be Facebook official. Right. When you say you're in a relationship and then you link it to them. Right. And, and they have if to you to don't, you. if you just like don't do it, then they get mad at you. Yeah. This has happened to me. Yeah. Just like that whole idea if uh, if uh, if you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen, that kind of thing. So, yeah. If you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen? Yeah, not about relationships, but uh, just in okay. general. Like you tell somebody, I went to this and it was like crazy. They're like, do you have any pictures? And they'll be like, no. And they're like, well, if you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. <laughs> so what is it now with like like Snapchat? Like, hey, this is a person I'm in relationship. You take a picture and disappears. Well, that would be stupid. And you <laughs> obviously don't know how to use technology. And that's why you... I don't actually or, don't. I've never used Snapchat. Or maybe your relationship was only 24 hours. Maybe. And that's how long that Snapchat lasts. I mean, maybe that's too long. Yeah, maybe 12 hours. <laughs> maybe 20 minutes. Who maybe knows? 20 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> um, so... Uh, one another essential is to create characters that win our hearts, and it's cheesy the way they say it, but it makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah. you if somewhat something to relate to or something to aspire to. Yeah. Well, you have to be on some level interested in this character. Right. So, uh, another essential is intimacy. Intimacy with the right type of passion, and uh, so I actually was bringing. I actually brought up this one to my wife and then she said oh yeah she's she said the have you ever heard into me you see mm-hmm. so apparently there's a Katy perry song now so but this is i guess i guess this is a, a the same like a big deal but uh so this is what she, my wife said she said intimacy isn't just sex you can have sex without intimacy Intimate? what sorry just kidding Okay, so intimacy is a connection between two people that requires trust, openness, and willingness willingness on both parties. 
This sounds mad difficult. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Oh, no, I said it sounds mad difficult. I said, I don't want to do it. I'm oh, you don't want to do it? <laughs> it's too much work. Well, in real much. life, love is work. Actually, I've explained love as conflict because love is always a conflict, regardless if it's working or not, because it's a conflict with yourself because you're always like you're always in like a constant state of. um... So there's the idea that when when you are just being you, you only worry about being yourself. Mm -hmm. But then when you're in a relationship, you're no longer just yourself. You are yourself and the other person so in essence it's a conflict between the two people and it's a conflict within yourself in order in order to to make that relationship work but when you use the word conflict doesn't necessarily mean bad it yeah, just yeah. means that, I get that it's opposing mm-hmm. that being said i've always referred to love as a conflict so hmm. we should that sounds like it should be like a, a pop song though i'm sure Love is a conflict. I'm sure. It's just usually when I've talked to people, like, and people are like, oh, I'm going through this thing, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I really love this person. Or they're married and they're just like, you know, I just really don't understand this, that, this, that. And I always bring that up. I'm like, dude, what you need, what you, what you really need to just like hone, or not hone in, like, you need to just like, uh, like, encapsulate. Like, you need to like take something, take, you need to take this, understand it. Mm hmm. And let the, like let everything grow from this is that your love is never going to be something that's simple because it's always going to be conflicting with something. Like you're always going to feel like the feelings that you have are either wrong or right. That being said, you're always going to be like at that point where you're trying to figure out what they feel about the thing. You're trying to figure out how your feelings uh like match up with their feelings right. you're trying to feel like what you're trying to figure out what your act how your actions are being perceived by the other person or being by, perceived by the world in general like if you're having conflict with like trying to figure out i don't know if you should still be in a relationship that mm-hmm. kind of stuff if you got other people telling you things like pretty much like i said it's always a conflict there's no way that you ever get through like any kind of relationship without dealing with something butting up against it or right. something um, something that is uh, contrary to what mm-hmm. you want to believe. Right, Anyways, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Conflict is inevitable. So is love. We try to have as little conflict as possible. Oh, that, I mean, that's... I ideal. know, I know. I, that's ideal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But the thing is... It's, it's going to happen, and you have yeah. to accept it and learn how to... You, just the, got, you have to learn to work it. with it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's the whole no, thing. I totally agree. Um, so... Another essential is meaningful dialogue with a pinch of humor. Uh, a love story should be a, a should take us on a journey that is close to reality, but do, does away with the mundane and the boring stuff in our lives. Essentially, uh, as we live vicariously through these characters in a story, uh, it makes sense that the more interesting the actu- interactions are, then are basically that they need to be more interesting in our daily lives. So. Yeah, that's why they usually cut out the mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain uh, certain movies, certain stories, certain um, certain uh, TV shows and stuff that don't cut that stuff out. There are certain directors that actually might leave they, that stuff in. They thrive on that the the realistic dialogue as opposed right. to the cinematic dialogue or only dialogue during the moments that lend towards the story arc or whatever. I always think it's the the creative 
writers that look at the like they look at these lists and everything and they're like yeah i'm I'm not going to do these things. I'm going to do the opposite and prove you wrong. And I think that's like w- when you really get to see some brilliance. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think they look at lists, but I do feel like. Well, there's yeah, a lot they, of they probably don't look at lists, but they hear. Th- I'm sure they hear this stuff. They're right. like, "Oh, it has to have that." And, and you're like, mm. well, or that, or they just write from experience and they just kind of let that let that flow onto the paper without having anything to like conflict with their ideas. Like, right. Um, that's fair. Like I mean, there, there's a lot. I mean, when you're not rewriting a story or remaking based on a book or something like that. Actually, yeah, they the probably never look. They probably never have looked at a list, and they're probably just, "I'm going to write how I write." Right, and that and that's usually what gets them. Yeah, that makes sense because they're actually look. Somebody, a lot of Hollywood execs are either looking for the standard, or they're looking for the one thing that breaks it. Right, but it has to break it in a way that seems profitable. Right. That uh, being said. Um, there's a there's a lot of times you you do fall into writers just kind of writing because they know it's it's successful, mm-hmm. and then you have the writers that are writing because it's either like based on personal experience. Have you seen Marriage Story? I have not. Uh, with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. I have not actually. I did want to um, see that. So one. it's really good. Um, but again, another romance thing. But it's not quite the typical romance thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I give anything away from that movie, it kind of gives the movie away. Mm-hmm. Um, not anything like it's a mystery or a thriller or right, anything right, like right. that. But um, a lot of the things that they portray in there definitely seems contrary to what the normal Hollywood stuff is. Um, so they definitely show sides of things that you wouldn't normally see. Also, there is mundane dialogue at times, but it's really well acted, so it's really good in terms of like how it's the 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 ebb and flow of the of the story. And there really is an ebb and flow to that story. It definitely hits you hard softens up a little bit, hits you again, <laughs> like that kind of thing. It's like really, it's a really good one. Um, yeah, it was like a kind of a, what do you call it? Like spur of the moment kind of watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I I, well, I've heard of that one and I did want to watch it. So yeah, I actually good. just text you so I can remember it. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and then the other, so old. this one's so stupid. Like, so they said this is the last essential and this should be like, so the last essential is a happily ever after, which so I guess not it's not dumb. Essential. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just it's seen as essential. Yeah, but we're yeah, but we're better than that now. Because mm-hmm. um, we constantly are getting the stories where it, um, it's just that at the end of the story they just don't work out, and they or they you know maybe they'd have a kid or something, and it just doesn't work out, and so they have joint custody, mm-hmm. or maybe they have like a story where. Um, it's a little bit more realistic. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think it always has to be happily ever after, but I think it's always some kind of version of that because happily ever after typically means that the two characters who have been on this romantic roller coaster typically will work out their relationship and they'll be dating at the end of the story. But then happily ever could also mean that they're just both happy right. afterwards. Uh, very good point um, which means that they could be in a relationship with other people or they could just be happy to be the individuals and not be in a relationship at all because relationships are societal um, things I'm things saying, constructs did you watch you yet no you should watch it uh, okay I mean if you like Dexter I, I I totally think you'll like this yeah I don't know I don't know 
It's got a lot of the same vibe. It's it's, it's, it's on my list. I just it's just sat down and watched it. Is it just as good? It's probably just as good. It really is. It's a great show. Okay. You should watch it. <laughs> that was horrible. And on that note, let's take a quick break and listen to our sponsor. There's probably no sponsor though. Kleenex, because people are crying so much from love stories and stuff. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back after a three-hour break. <laughs> I cooked a pot roast, and we had potatoes and, um, and carrots and um, and and stuff, and, and it was good. And there was like gravy; it was really good. But I don't know why I did the gravy. Anyways, it was just it was just good. You know what I'm saying? And then um, and we came back and we decided, you know what? Let's record the last couple minutes of this podcast. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, duh, we probably should. And so so we're back. We didn't close it out, so yeah. here we are. Here we are. There's a phone ringing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it is now 1984. It is. <laughs> isn't wait 1984? Isn't that the Wonder Woman? Is it 1984? Possibly. I feel like we should just keep talking because we should probably cut this part out. <laughs> Uh nope. Okay. You can you can totally hear that. I can't. Are you serious? Barely. Oh, I hear it big time. Oh, in the headphones? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's well. picking it up big time. Okay. So pause, pause, pause. And we're <laughs> back. Um yeah. Because I don't want to cut out my pot roast section. You know what I mean? <laughs> um You have fun with that. Figuring out what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um that being said. We're back. We have uh, we got a list. Now, I'm not a huge fan of lists, just because it always typically deals with ratings and stuff. But also because <laughs> ratings, s- ratings, like as in like oh, one this is not a ranked one at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that being said, also I just suck at remembering stuff. Like because I, it, to- it like takes forever for me to even like try to remember all the series i've watched or like oh yeah yeah yeah. the movies and stuff i just suck at that so like when i was well you asked me that question earlier i was like ah (laughs) shoot well whenever it's on the spot whenever it's on the spot i can never think of what i want to say so right okay so what is this list supposed to be uh so well there's actually a couple but we'll do we'll go through them quick uh this one is just it's just tropes of, of romance or love stories so number one we already saw this in the office uh, this is meeting the one only for them to already be taken by someone else. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two, the character of interest is dating someone already, but that someone is a jerk. So just feeding off the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That happens all the time. Uh, someone being super persistent, but it being seen as romantic. Stalking. Yeah. And actually, uh, this is actually was pretty acceptable in the, like, early 20th century like being persistent was seen as actually romantic and i think it's just carried over from what that, was that era. one chovy with a uh, chovy with uh what's his face rick grimes um love actually oh yeah 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 wasn't he pretty much a stalker yeah pretty much okay but it, it was... and everybody thought it was so romantic i haven't seen the movie yet i don't remember it enough yeah I don't even remember what character he was, so honestly. I think he was the one with the signs. Yes. Okay. He's a stalker. He's a stalker. 
love at first sight, falling in love without even barely even knowing each other. It exists. It exists. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, love interest. In <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, love interest not knowing how attractive they are until the one tells them. Or until they take off their glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Or their glasses and their overalls. Oh, glass, oh, sorry. Glasses, overalls, and I will raise you uh, the, the little hairband thing because they let their hair down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're, they wear like a crap ton of makeup. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, who sponsors those movies? Uh, Sephora. Yes. Um, but also, doesn't... Never mind. Good continue. Okay. Uh, well, sorry. I guess I guess that can go either way. That can be like... A guy wearing makeup too? Sure. Um, putting his hair down? Yeah. Fabio? And taking off his glasses? Yes. Yeah. Fabio. If Fabio was... Man... Fabio is like ancient. Anyway. Uh, Deep cut. <laughs> brides running away at the last second to be with their true love or the opposite, them, uh, the, their other person interrupting the wedding or whatever it is. Right. A lot of these romance tropes tend to portray the the woman as a fickle creature. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it can be a guy too. I know, but it tends to it does. You're right. Favor yeah. the woman being the one who can't figure out what she wants, right. and then the guy, either being resolute on something or being completely oblivious as to something, and then his guy friends have to tell him that he loves this person, and then they go. And then that's when the lady friend goes, "Oh my gosh, I really do. <laughs> I, I I love you too." Anyways, yep. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh. Another one is that possessive, controlling, or abusive behavior is romantic. And they showed a picture of Twilight. And Fifty Shades of Grey? Probably. But here's the thing. The difference between Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey is that in Fifty Shades of Grey, their abusive relationship is actually part of their kink or whatever, the, the thing that they're into. Right, right. Um, which leads to... It, it bleeds over into to other stuff, which causes it to be a problem. But otherwise, it, it's still technically something that's part of their actual relationship right. and not necessarily like the surface of this is why it shouldn't work. It's more like this is why it should work. Um, yeah. Do you, do you know how, okay. Do you know how 50 shades of gray came about? It was like, a no, I don't remember. All right. So, so the author of 50 shades of gray was writing uh twilight fan fiction and it was really smutty as they say. Raunchy. Yeah, raunchy. And uh, they asked they asked her to stop, and she was just basically like, screw you guys, I'm going to make my own story. And that's how it came about. Is that where it takes place in Seattle? Oh, does it? I don't know. I just oh, I, Maybe I, that, no, I it does. Does it? They filmed in Seattle. Oh. Yeah. I remember them um, closing down something to, to film that. Yeah, so it's Twilight fan fiction. And Twilight uh, is, takes place in uh, in Washington as yeah, well. Yeah, Forks Forks Washington. So in the first movie, the one of the cheerleaders actually is somebody that I knew from high school. Oh really? Yeah. Twilight. Yeah. Huh. Which is funny because twi- the first Twilight movie is the only one I've ever watched, and like I actually <laughs> really like Kristen uh, Kristen Stewart as a as an actress, but I don't that movie like what the heck, man? I agree to disagree. I don't. I don't understand. 
But also, um, Robert Pattinson's actually a good actor too. And, he is a good actor. And what the heck, man? And you read the Batman. Even yeah, and even even what's his face that plays the the wolf kid? He he's actually, oh Tyler. Durden. Durden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Like um, <laughs> he's like actually a decent actor as well, mm. and I feel like I don't know what else he's ever been in though. I think he's only been in like he did like a romance. A, he did movies. like a spy movie with like Tyler. Oh Perry. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, I think he was actually in like uh like a Lava Boy and Shark or Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, maybe. Um, it doesn't help for that guy that I think he's always gonna have a baby face. He does have so a baby face. So as he gets older. But I think he grows facial hair now. So like oh. I think that's how he differentiates himself. But he might have already dipped out. I'm sure royalties alone from, from Twilight can probably sustain him <laughs> for the rest of his life. Um, that's true. And then also the the, the, the shark boy thing. Because I'm pretty sure that was him. Well, I'm, I can't. I, I can only imagine that. Uh, what, is it, what is it? First name? Pattinson? Robert. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I'm sure he's like doing his darnest to detach himself from twilight at this point i don't think so i think no i mean like like of what he wants to be known for oh no i i no i get that but i'm saying i think that like from our perspective like maybe we look at it and we're like oh gosh they probably totally don't want to be typecast but at the same time like the amount of money he made off of that mm-hmm. probably makes it. It's his name is Tyler Lautner, by the way. Oh, okay, there, um, that's what it was. The, and he is Shark Boy. So yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. So the fact that that streams on Netflix means he's probably get, still getting kicks from that too. Wow. Yeah. Um, nice. What, what but going the, back, do you remember what the characters' names are? There's Jacob and what? I don't remember. Team Jacob and Team whoever, right? <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> Vincent Valentine's in it, right? Right, might as well be. Um, <laughs> it it doesn't matter. Either Maybe. way, I think that um, I don't think he'll ever try to disassociate himself with Twilight. I think he'll try to make sure that people know that he has that he can act. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like if they want to think of him as the vampire person, I'm pretty sure he's like, if that means you're going to give me a job, then yes. Yeah. Okay. If if that means you're going to pay me to do what I got to do, then I got to do it. That makes sense. Uh, all right. So the next one, easily explainable misunderstanding misunderstandings Edward. causing a whole lot of drama, which Edward. we are. Oh, Edward. Since what we definitely already talked about this one, so we can move past it. Okay. Uh, a character's crappy past behavior conveniently being forgotten. Um, because love conquers all. Right. Continue. Makes sense. Uh, uh, two characters initially hating each other only to fall in love well you know what they say opposites attract you can't have you can't have uh, hate if you have never loved or you can't have love without conflict hey continue (laughs) Uh, (laughs) portraying that you need to be in a relationship to be happy you complete me um again that's something I think is being uh, subverted a lot lately Mm -hmm. is that uh, just because I'm female and you're the male lead, that doesn't mean we'd have to actually like each other. Like, if we're being realistic, if you need someone else to complete you, then uh, you probably shouldn't. You probably aren't ready for a relationship, like a meaningful, Damn. deep relationship. Shots fired. <laughs> 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 um, and another one is uh, portraying married life as being utterly miserable, which is, 
I think that happens more so in comedies, but it is really weird because they always want, you know, they're always like, oh, we want these people to be together and we'll be so happy. And then they're like, but marriage sucks so much. And it's like, but it's not that bad. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of that list. So the other one. Oh, no, see, it's no not that. Are. It wasn't that long. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> this is, I actually cut some of them out just because they didn't seem as like succinct to, uh romance stories uh but lies every tv show and movie told you about love and relationships so if you're going to tv shows and movies for relationship <laughs> advice that is probably your first problem <laughs> but continue uh that relationships are filled with constant over-the-top gestures of love and passion yeah so that whole idea that like if you're not taking somebody on vacation or on trips sorry not even vacations on trips to paris and and to <laughs> like uh the the coliseum in rome and and like your proposal isn't on the type of, on, on the top of the eiffel tower like like literally balancing on the little the little needle <laughs> at the top there like then you're not doing it right um or like the like the idea that like on Christmas, like because you love somebody so much, you buy them a car and it has like a bow on it at the, you know, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and then, well, these... no, you buy two and then. Oh gosh, matching cars. Oh goodness. yeah. But then I don't know if you've seen that commercial, but then she goes over and she's like, "I love it," and he's like, "He's like, actually, I got the red one for you," and she's like, "I love it." So she's, she's she actually wanted the other one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But so yeah, yeah. Those those grandiose things that yeah. it's always very uh, deceptive. Uh, and that ridiculously over the top arguments happen all the time. Yeah, the idea that you're always in like that constant state of like, that, but like, there's so much. Conflict. Yeah, but there's so much like passion and. Makeup sex. And there's always yelling. Yeah, that's <laughs> supposed to lead to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. Uh, that every person you fall in love with will love you back. Oh yeah, the idea that there's always like the soulmate. So mm -hmm. if you fall in love with them, then it's obvious that yeah, they yeah. were meant for you. So they will inevitably fall for you. Actually, one of my favorites and that stuff uh, you have to stalk them in order to get them to love you. Yeah, my favorite that kicked that though was actually uh. In Game of Thrones, uh, Daenerys and Jorah, like, I really love that, like, he loves her completely, but he knows that it's never going to happen, but he never, he doesn't back down from it. Yeah, that relationship is, uh, it's wholesome. Hmm. They have, like, they, well, well, I mean, they both have, you can like, also say it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy, <laughs> yes, but it's wholesome in that they both have feelings for each other. But her feelings are are tempered by her position mm. and her um pretty much her goal in life. Like she's yeah. she's got she's <laughs> she's not I almost a, feel like she loves that place for a relationship. It almost feels like she loves that he loves her in a way. Right. Yeah. Um but she also loves him. In some fashion. Yes. Hmm. But maybe not necessarily as as strongly romantically right as he loves her right but even then even then at the same time you could almost say that he doesn't necessarily love her romantically either but also sees her as just this great person and he loves that about her that's true because I they mean, never quite say that he wants to be in a romantic relationship right. with her it's just he shows 
all of this admiration. He loves who she represents. Yeah. And okay, that's fair. So that's why I said it's wholesome. It, it is a little. It is a little uh, un. Uh, what did you call it? Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Yeah, and that it does portray itself at times as him wanting to be the person, like because when I he's, mean he's dying for her, so right. But then, well, I'm saying like then he, that you know that part where he like sees the other guy sleeps with her. One of oh them, yeah, yeah. And then he, you can kind of like see it like in his face that he's like almost jealous, but mm-hmm. not. Not quite jealous, but almost like, oh, come on, you're better than that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then, like, it depends on really how you want to interpret that. It could be like, oh, my gosh, somebody else slept with her and I, can't, I didn't get to, so I'm, I'm jealous. Or you could see it as she's better than that. She she wouldn't do that, that kind right. of thing. Or, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's wholesome. Uh, another lie is that you'll you'll end up staying with your first love forever. Um. I wonder what the actual percentage of that is. Well, because here's the thing. The the idea that staying with your first love forever could technically be true because everything yeah. before the quote-unquote first love, or sorry, everything that you consider love it may not necessarily be love. So then it could right. be that the one that you actually legitimately love or that you can you can like cover all the bases of love with. It's okay. technically would the, technically be the first person you love, and you could stay with them forever. So who? Yeah. The thing is, like, it de- really depends on how things the word is categorized, and I don't think anybody's quite defined love as as a, as a thing. And yeah. Anyways, uh, next one uh, that you should give up incredible opportunities for love. Oh yeah, what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier—the Hawaii I thing. Could, I could go yeah. to, to to school in South Dakota because I really have <laughs> dreamed about that for so long because I I like farms. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> if you're a listener in South Dakota, you like farms. You like farms. Okay. I uh, to be honest, you got literally. That's just. I think that's their main uh, export. Yeah, it's a thing. Anyways, I could be mistaken. I'm gonna look <laughs> that up later. Um, second. And never correct ourselves. I should, I should not ever. Um, uh, that the right person can change a bad boy or girl. Oh, oh, the idea that if you you look at somebody and the thing that you like about them is their outward appearance, so that way, but you know that they're just a bad <laughs> yeah, person. Okay. So you put forth effort because you like. Please change. You look so good. To change them, yeah. To change them to be the right person to be with them. It's a yeah. That's a. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, that cheating is fine if it means you can be with your soulmate. Um. Obviously, that's wrong. Um. But actually, the next one goes hand in hand. So I'm just gonna say it real quick, and that it's fine to break up a relationship. Right, because obviously you guys are truly meant for each other right but it's the idea that like if somebody cheats on somebody to be with you it lends to them possibly cheating on you to be with somebody else so right why would you want to be in a relationship oh, I, with that? I was thinking about that all the time like like somebody will get with someone else that um is is married or whatever and i don't know how it doesn't get into their head at all that okay well they did that with the other person but they would never do that with me like I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, according to the top five industries in South Dakota, want to know what the first one is? Farming. Agriculture. 
including <laughs> livestock and crops. One of the largest industries in South Dakota, the state has an estimated five beef cattle per resident. And agriculture has a $20 billion impact on state economy. Oh, annually. cow. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Holy cows. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> but it's funny because the only reason why I really looked this up because I actually don't want to disparage other states right. or whatever. I mean, we could have the most listeners in South Dakota. Well, I mean, they could be in South Dakota. South Dakota. They could be there too. <laughs> South Dakota. And not like farming, though. I mean, that's a thing. They might be very True. angry that they live in but South Dakota. They could. But the person in this scenario that wants to go to South Dakota to go to school. Right. He's going there because they like the agriculture. Maybe. Because they like cows. Also, I like cows, too. <laughs> my so, wife and my mom think that cows are cute. They are. They're freaking adorable. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Um, so, hey, just real quick. So, Jim and Pam situation where, I mean, basically, Jim broke up their relationship. Mm-hmm. But was, was that okay? No. Okay. Because he was still the, the like, it, pretty much, if you actually look at it, but, he but, was breaking up their relationship, but they would have eventually broken up themselves. So somebody could say, well, then, you know, they were already on Rocky Roads. He was just, you know, speeding along. But that being said, technically, he's still in the wrong because he still was working to break them up. Right. Well, and if, if he would have let it run its course, then he would have been in the right because he would have just been. Well, he was he was leaving. He like, would have just been a good friend. He wanted to tell her before he left. But I, I mean, I think like the kiss was probably wrong, but I mean. Nope. nope. Cheating is bad. Even well, no, no, no. I mean, like, if you're if he just left it as just telling her that he loves her. Still, somebody's in a relationship. You don't tell them that you love them. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Even if you know they're a jerk. The, I mean, realistically, even if you know the significant. Yeah, I mean, realistically, no. like this you just, scenario, you have to yeah. let it run its course. Unfortunately, yeah. um, you just have to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. This sounds very, very familiar. Yeah, I, I, uh-huh. every time I think of the office, I think it's very familiar. Jeez, <laughs> we're a little close to home. <laughs> oh, so sad. Um, so, so uh, the another lie is that staying in love is easy, but we already talked about that. Um, that a woman will always fall for a man who secretly likes her, or other way around. Yeah, and that it'll never be like a actually getting to know each other because suddenly they will be super compatible instantly. It's always that where it always works that way, whether they know it or not. Like, I mean, I kind of got. I mean, that honestly, that's how it kind of worked with me and my wife. But we secretly, it's like, yeah, huh? It's a lie. Yeah, we just it just happened. It was a coincidence. Um, that you won't care if a best friend sleeps with your ex. I had a picture of So I Met Your Mother, or How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. So I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> so I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I'm sure you know how this turned out. <laughs> uh, that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to say anything else so about that. So I Met Your Mother. So what, what, was it? Wait, what was that one again? Uh, I think that that show would be in a different industry. Yes. <laughs> it's a parody. 
Um, I think the rule <laughs> is is it rule? Of, it doesn't matter. Is we, it rule forty three? Sure, we can we can move on from that one. Uh, the women always end up falling for the guy who's right under their nose. Like the the. Oh, sorry. It's rule thirty four. If if it exists, there's a, there's a porn of it. <laughs> Wait, what? The rule thirty four is if it exists, that means there's a porn version of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that from how how I met your mother? No, it's the rules of the internet. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. um, I didn't know there were rules of the internet. Like a rule, uh, I want to say it's like twenty six or something like that. Is the the rule that, um, like gender swapping or whatever. <laughs> rule one: Do not talk about rules two through thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> thirty four. If there <laughs> there is a porn of it, no exceptions. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's 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 cruise through these real quick. Um, That men and women can't be just friends, which, yeah, Uh, that it's cute to kiss someone. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. What? You agree with that? No. That men and women just can't be friends. Oh no, that's ridiculous. Falsehood. Yeah. Okay. I think there's some men and some women that just can't do it. Be friends with someone of the opposite sex. Yeah. But realistically because they might be attracted to each other what was chris rock say he says uh guys don't have girls they're just friends they just have girls that they haven't slept with yet that's unfortunate yeah because one of my my best friend is is a, is a lady yeah i i mean i don't he well he said it for com- comedic effect i know but some people actually take that as as gospel that's true will. uh that is cute to kiss someone to shut them up in the middle of an impassioned speech I mean, it kind of is sometimes. <laughs> Just shut up. And that's it. That's the list. Oh, well, my tablet shut off, so. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. They didn't How do wa- we close this one out? Huh? How do we close this one out? How do we close this one out? Yeah. Um, I make up something on the fly <laughs> about a love story. Should we close this out with the Jerry Maguire music? I don't know. <laughs> I usually don't take copyrighted music other than on the Final Fantasy episodes. Okay. But that's just usually for review It's like purposes. a review, yeah. That makes uh, sense. And video game companies don't really seem to care. Uh, they I probably mean, do. But also all well, the I mean, Final- all their stuff's just... Well, now all the Final Fantasy soundtracks are on Spotify, so that's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. And I think everybody else is slowly but surely adding their stuff to Spotify, too. Um, I think it's kind of that idea that um, you can't... There's a possibility of making some money off of it, so why not? Um, if the soundtracks themselves don't sell very well, or even um, like in like the Square Enix case, I feel like all of their soundtracks are available and like more accessible in Japan. So by putting it on Spotify, you actually make it accessible to the world. Right. Because whenever I buy like a soundtrack for Final Fantasy XIV, it has to be in- imported every time, which means there is actually no English version of that. Um, there is, I think some of it has translation in it, but it's otherwise. Yeah, not. Anyways, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, what was I going to talk about earlier? I have uh, no clue. Shoot, 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 shoot. I really have nothing left. I oh, know you don't. <laughs> uh, oh, I watched a video on Lost Odyssey the other day. Oh, okay. You keep on talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's 
So I didn't Good know game, that Nobuo Uematsu composed music for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I really want you to play it. Um, well, I already know the whole story now. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a nifty story. I would not have been able to play the game though. I feel like I would have got the the amount of um, uh, distractions in that game, in terms of like having to like go to this place to get this item to do this to unlock this to. to I really open. don't remember any of that. Oh, like going to like a like a temple and going through these trials to get like, oh. this mirror to get the thing to help this person to repower up your ship to get this power thing to get your ship across here then crash your ship break it and fix it again and then like unlock this and then constantly go back and forth to the same town and so people finally unlock their memories and there's all this other nonsense and it's uh yeah i liked the 40 minute explanation of the story not i wouldn't be able to play the 30 something hours did you like the story it was Uh, good yeah okay it was good um a little a little it's 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 uh it uh, it takes a little bit of uh acceptance if you will of of their concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because effectively, like we said for plenty of things. Yeah, well, I'm saying they're like effectively they're gods, but they're not necessarily gods. And that like this weird thing that they did to seal away memories, I thought that was a little like um not necessarily forced, but just kind of felt like okay, cool. Um and oh, like oh, whatever. I'm already talking about it. That one point where um he makes a little girl clear her own memories because she's too strong for him to do it. Like oh. I hate. Oh, I, I don't remember hate, that part. I hate um Ming. Might have to go back. Anyways, um, so I hate it whenever in stories like the motivations for things just don't seem quite right, and they feel like everything else in the story is good, and but the one thing that like stands out or like the like you know how like a superpower is just too powerful mm-hmm. and so then the one thing they do to cancel out that superpower aka they kryptonite brought, huh like yeah. kryptonite or aka they brought in captain marvel for only two seconds yeah she's film. like i'm busy everywhere else yeah and so that it's always that like quick thing of that's how we explain it away but that's what that's what we're sticking with but yeah. we're not giving you any more that kind of thing right. that's what it felt like but that's just, again that's just my opinion on on these things and then I mean, I'm I'm pretty strict when it comes to a lot of like how I feel about how stories should be written and, and how I feel about motivations not being secondary. That being said, this podcast episode has gone way too long. Um, we need to talk about something next week. We will talk about something next week. But what do you want to talk not, about next week? We're not going to talk about it because I don't know what order we're going to do these in. Oh, we're talking we about it next week. Next week. Say it. <sighs> Say it. I really want this one to it's come the, out before, but okay. So next, before what? Before this one, even though we recorded it second or first, I kind of want. Why did you? Why did you want to do that? Uh, just because it's more like a recency thing. It's more relevant. Yeah, but if you put it later, that gives more time. It gives at least a month for everybody to have seen the movie. Okay. So next week we're going to talk <laughs> about Rise of Skywalker as a continuation of Episode Six of the MG MVG podcast. We talked about for, like an, Star Wars. for like an hour on about Kylo Ren. Yeah. And in this uh, next episode, we'll talk about not Kylo Ren. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Kylo Ren a little bit. Sure. We'll talk about <laughs> Fortnite and Star Wars. Oh, okay. That being said, 
this is that's it that's it uh and uh yeah until next time goodbye nope until next time